Advanced Principles Podcast, or app, was created to be an outlet for like-minded individuals to share in the broader conversations on leadership, retail market updates, and incredible personal success stories. On app, you will hear a collection of stories from the titans of the retail industry, as well as thought and practice leaders covering the spectrum of the economy. Please click the subscribe button and look for the newest episodes to be released. Everyone's emotions and feelings are valid, so I'm not going to try to invalidate someone's feelings. But you can get stuck because you get in a rut. Looking at whatever is happening with as little judgment and emotion as possible. Adaptable, digestible, and people can apply it in their everyday life. Travis Thomas is the founder of Live Yes And, sharing his interactive and inspiring message of purpose, authenticity, and collaboration to audiences and companies across the U.S. For the past three years, he has been the leadership and team dynamics coach for the USA men's national soccer team. For over 20 years, Travis has performed as an improvisational comedian, performance coach, and corporate training specialist. His coaching practice combines the principles of improvisation and personal performance to help individuals and organizations with mindset, culture, and collaboration. He has worked with companies including JPMorgan Chase, Citigroup, Janssen Pharmaceuticals, PepsiCo, Under Armour, Gatorade, and Cintas. Travis served as a leadership specialist at IMG Academy in Florida, working with elite athletes from around the world. And for the last four years, he has been a professor at Lynn University for socially conscious entrepreneurs. For the past eight years, Travis has worked solo under his company, Live Yes And, and works regularly with Georgia Football, the Chicago Cubs, Miami Marlins, Cincinnati Reds, and New York Yankees. He is the host and creator of the weekly Yes And podcast and the author of his book, Three Words for Getting Unstuck, Live Yes And. What an unbelievable bio. I'm so excited for this conversation. I've been looking forward to it. So Travis Thomas, welcome to App. We're so excited to have you on here today. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Yeah, good, good. So just real high level background, you know, people are going to go through that bio, they're going to say, you know, here's a guy that a published author, very successful author, performing artist in the improv comedy standpoint, and a performance and well being coach, and I'll let you describe that a little bit better, working with the likes of Georgia football, the Chicago Cubs, Under Armour, Gatorade, and a list of other companies very, that everybody knows. Just real briefly, how, how, how does how do we go from improv comedy to on the stage in front of those prominent organizations? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I can tell you how it happened. Um, it sure wasn't the plan. Uh, and a big part of, of, I think, living authentically and living with purpose is this sense of, I have an idea. Uh, I'm really clear about who I am. I have an idea of the kind of work that I want to do. But having a plan as far as how the path is going to unfold and how the dots are going to connect themselves, you can only kind of do that in reverse. And so, the, the, the journey itself has been super interesting and, and continues to be interesting. And um, all I can say is that, uh, you know, I've done, a, I think I've done a good job, Ryan, of, 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 like I said, having a clear understanding of kind of like who I am as a person and putting my time and energy into things that I'm passionate about and that interest me and that, that draw curiosity. And so, you know, I, uh, I grew up in Flint, Michigan. So shout out to the automotive industry for anyone who's listening. Absolutely. I grew up in the, I grew up in the shadow of a, a General Motors uh, plant in Flint, Michigan. I could probably 
throw a baseball at the side of the building from uh, from my house. I, I never did that, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I grew I, I grew up in Flint, Michigan, which you know is an automotive town, and um, I grew up in a family business that uh, we relied on. You know the auto industry, and because that's the majority of the people were connected to it. So um, I feel a close affinity to to not only the Midwest, but to Michigan and Flint specifically. And, and that's a world that, um, you know, is a big part of my life. But so, you know, that's where I grew up. I went to college. Uh, I played uh, soccer in college. Uh, that was my first passion, sports for my first passion. Um, but graduated from college, I'm not a professional player, nor was I ever going to be, uh, and kind of went into what's, what's, what's a mature person do? A mature person gets a job and a mature person gets married. So my wife and I got married right out of college. We moved to Boston and just kind of took normal jobs. I was working kind of uh, doing like public relations, kind of advertising for um, a retailer. My wife was working in bookstore publishing and it was fun, right? Young, living in the city. And one of our first weekends in the city, we went to an improv theater that had just opened a, a few months previous. And I loved improv comedy, and but had never done it. And so we went to a show and I was just blown away. I was like, wow, that's magic. How do those people do that? You know, for those who don't know improv, improv is like you're creating comedy. You're creating stories on the spot with no planning, you know, with, with no you know script. And it's like, how do you do that? And let alone, how do you do that with a group of people who are all thinking different things? And so just being curious, you know, I think curiosity is going to be that idea. We come back to being curious. I was like, wow, I wonder if they offer classes. They offer classes. So I took a class, an eight-week class, level one, which turned into taking six levels of classes <laughs> um, and going through the entire training center, graduating from the training center. And right when I was graduating, the, the theater is like, hey, we're auditioning for a touring company to kind of do our, our college shows and our corporate shows. And I was like, all right, hey, why not? Why not audition? And I made the cast. And now I'm, wow, this is kind of fun. I'm a professional, right? Uh, improviser getting paid to, to perform and kind of worked my way up to eventually being on that main stage that I was blown away, you know, a few years previous. And I, I did that for a little while. And it just, you know, improv really just kind of changed the way that I think about um, life. It changed how I think about relationships, how I think about performance, how I think about team dynamics, all of it. And I just fell in love with it. And then if you fast forward a couple of years later, I'm, you know, we moved to Florida. I started a group with two other guys in Florida and now I'm unemployed. Yeah. Unemployed going deeply in debt. And I have to ask myself, like, what do I, what, like, what do I really want to do? Again, curiosity is I really want to get back into coaching and performance and helping people and helping teams. And so I did a deep dive into personal development and um, for myself so that I could become a coach and got certified as a coach, which got me into the corporate workspace, the executive workspace. I started, I worked in education as a mentor for a few years. And then I ended up at IMG Academy down in Florida for anyone who knows IMG. It's like the Hogwarts Academy for athletes across the world. Um, I was a leadership coach there. And so I was a leadership coach that brought that used improvisation and acting games as a way to teach leadership and mental performance. So after doing that for almost three years, I left in 2015 to do my own thing. And because I was working at IMG, I had a lot of street cred in the sports world. And so a lot of professional teams are consulting me to come in and work with their athletes and work with their coaches. And that's how I got to Georgia and the Cubs and the Yankees and, you know, all these different programs. And now I started uh, becoming a keynote speaker and, 
and, and doing that kind of work. And this is when I wrote my book. I wrote my book in 2016 called Three Words for Getting Unstuck, Live Yes And, and um, just started using that as a calling card and a business card and, and doing a lot of speaking and a lot of consulting. And I sent the book to Greg Berhalter, who's the national team coach for the U.S. soccer team. And not only did he get it, he read it. He actually read it. He actually liked it. And uh, he called me and he's like, hey, um, this is, you know, this is almost three years ago. And he said, hey, uh, I think I might have something for you with the national team. I was like, all right. And that, and here we are three years later, Ryan. Um, I call myself a performance coach that, fo that focuses on mindset, collaboration, and culture, right? Wow. So mindset, collaboration, and culture. And so that's that's what I focus on with the U.S. men's national soccer team. I'm not sure when this is going out, but um, I leave here in a few days. It's, it's early December right now. I leave here in a few days to fly to Qatar uh, to join up with the national team. And uh, we're here, 2022 World Cup. Um, I'll be over there with the team until until we're out of the tournament. And so uh, it's been a it's been a, a exciting and fun journey. And uh, this is kind of what my current chapter of life looks like right now. Yeah, so cool. So much to unpack from that. Thank you for going through that journey all the way from growing up in Michigan through where you are today, uh, getting ready in a few days to board a flight, go halfway around the world and cheer our <laughs> boys on as they uh, look to hoist their first ever World um, Cup. And and uh, teams, you know, is looking really poised. There's a lot of energy and excitement, which I know we're going to talk about here a little bit later on as we get there. But there's a few things that really stuck out to me as you're going through that curiosity, curiosity, curiosity. And you know, your curiosity puts you in some situations where you had to react. And I think for the majority of our audience, which is in sales and business development, you know, we work in an unscripted world. Um, yeah. So when I was growing up, I was a fan of what I call scripted comedy. People would go mm -hmm. up and they'd write out their sets and maybe they have to react to a heckler in the audience, but it's few and far between. You're talking about the completely other side. And from a very high level, you know, my understanding of improv is you kind of just walk up with with nothing but some props and some people kind of say go, um, which to me is very similar how when I got into the business, I started selling cars at a young age. You walk up, you greet a customer, you ask how they're doing today and what they're there for. You just got to kind of react in that moment. Um, and it's yeah. very unscripted, yeah. which I think most of life is unscripted. So it's very cool that that Absolutely. stuck out to you. And I'm sure I'm not sure, but I do want to ask. So your days of playing soccer uh, through the collegiate level, um, where you have to adapt to where the ball is, how the other teams go and injuries that you may or may not be facing on you or your team. Did you feel like there was some kind of natural connection between your performance on stage and how you react in the moment and not have anxiety overwhelm you and, and still just kind of go like you were out on the pitch still? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I think <clears throat> I, I wasn't making that connection early on with improvisation when I was taking it. Uh, and as I started to, you know, get more experience and dig into it and understand it a little bit more is when I really started making those connections back to my, you know, my athletic past and and realizing, you know, in the sports world, people talk about being being in flow or being in the zone, right? This The flow state or being in the zone, yeah. which is the ability to be so fully engaged in the moment that you're not thinking about the past, you're not thinking about the future, you're just simply uh, responding to the moment. You talk about you talk about reacting, and I would say, you know, shifting from reacting to responding to the moment. Um, responding is when I am fully conscious of what I'm doing, but I'm not thinking. <laughs> so I'm responding to the need of the moment and improvisation because. 
you're you're making it up in the moment and you're making it up in the moment with other people so what it requires you is to be fully engaged in the moment because as soon as you start thinking you're in your head right as soon as i start thinking i'm not listening as soon as i start thinking i'm missing you as my partner what you're saying or what you're doing or what you're offering i'm in my head i'm now missing all that information when I'm on the soccer field, as soon as I start overthinking, I'm missing all of the important information that's going on around me because I'm not paying attention to it. And as a salesperson, as soon as I start overthinking up here, I'm now missing all of these human cues that the potential customer in front of me is giving me, and I'm not actually listening to them. I'm hearing them, but I'm not listening to them because I'm kind of in a little bit of a a panic mode of, oh, shoot, what am I going to say? I don't know. Okay, they're saying this. I need to say this. And you're so now you've left that flow state because you're now in that that overthinking mm -hmm. where you're where. And once you're in that state, it's really difficult to perform at a high level. As an improviser, if you are not overthinking as a young improviser, there's probably something wrong with you <laughs> because confidence comes right confidence comes with time confidence comes with experience and the more confident you become in your ability right the more the easier it is to stay engaged in the moment because you trust yourself i trust myself that all if i if i just focus on ryan i've got all the knowledge i need so all i have to do is listen and i know that i can respond to whatever ryan gives to me but if i don't have that confidence in myself I'm going to start overthinking. And so like to think about yourself, Ryan, as an early salesperson compared to someone who, oh, I, I, I do this. I understand the product. I understand, you know, I understand all the things. And now I don't have to think about that stuff. Now I can just listen to the other person and trust and trust, trust my knowledge and my wisdom to be able to respond to whatever the need is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You said some great things there. One, trust. And, uh, you know, I'll equate it to kind of my own journey through sales is and leadership development and whatever else it might be. You know, I kind of equate the early on stage where you're kind of overthinking, you're overanalyzing because that confidence isn't really built up. You have kind of that false yeah. confidence, um, that outward projection of confidence to get your audience bought in. Um, but even yeah. as you go through your career, um, and it could happen, I think, at any level, whether it's uh, athletes or business professionals or even performers, that you end up getting stuck, which I love the title of your book, and we're going to spend some time unpacking where that came from, but you can get stuck because you get in a rut. And, yeah. you know, you get in that rut because of the stories that you're telling yourself mm -hmm. and your confidence starts to erode, even though you have those years of wisdom. And I really think your philosophy applies phenomenally for that as well, because it's kind of just get out of your own way, if I understood it correctly. You know, how, yeah. one, have you ever felt stuck? And is that kind of where the book came from? And then uh, by the laugh, I'm going to take that as the reaction as a yes. And then, and then currently, especially the prominent role that you're playing with the men's national team, there's got to be some players feeling a little bit stuck coming out of some of the games that they played, some of the international friendlies, some of their pro, uh, pro, pro careers and where their seasons ended up. And yeah. what, what, what kind of track do you suggest that they start to go down to get unstuck other than, hey, here's my book, let's read it. Um, but some of the some of the role playing and improv stuff that you might do with them. Yeah, that's great. And uh, yes, 
Yes, I do get stuck. Uh, I have been stuck. To, for those of you listening, remember how I talked about I got in tremendous debt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> without having a real plan of what this career was going to turn into. So yes, some deep, deep stuckness and um, continue to get stuck, right? So if, if, you're, if you're human, you get stuck. <laughs> so um, if you're not getting stuck, you're not human. So stop listening to this. Um, so yes, if you're human, you get stuck. So it's it's not a fixed thing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a growing, moving thing. I just had breakfast this morning with a with a professional athlete who is experiencing some stuckness, right? And so I'm like, all right. So so be, whether it's playing time or the team that you're stuck on or uh, dealing with an injury or uh, a relationship issue, right? We all get we all get stuck, right? Oh man, I, I'm I'm in a funk. I don't know how to get out of it. And so most of my work with with people on a one to one basis is. Yeah. Like, okay. Like where are we getting stuck? Right. I'm getting stuck. I'm getting stuck here. Okay. And, and so a lot of times it's, it's the, the first thing is, is acceptance, acceptance of what the situation is. Not playing a lot. Yeah. Okay. You're not playing a lot. All right. That's the reality. All right. Are we accepting that? Or are we still arguing with it? <laughs> All right. You're not playing a lot. If you, you can keep arguing with it, right. We can stay. I say that, you know, the big three of the victim mindset, Ryan is blaming, complaining and making excuses. Mm. Right. Yeah. Also, if you are if you are stuck in the victim mindset, it means you're human because we all do it. Right. Blaming, complaining, making excuses. It's the victim mindset. If you're there, you are stuck because as mm. you are doing that, as I'm blaming, complaining and making excuses, I'm not accepting this as my reality. So I'm not taking a, I'm not taking accountability and ownership of it, even if it if, even if I don't feel it's my fault, I have to accept it that it's. It's what's happening. Wow. And so once we can once we can move to acceptance, which I know we're probably jumping ahead a little bit. So the acceptance part is the yes. Yes, this is happening. Yeah. Do I want it to be happening? No. But is it happening? Yes. Acceptance. This is our reality. Boom. Yes. And the yes and of the improv. The and is how do I respond to this situation? If this is my reality, how do I respond in a way that is progressive and effective, right? Mm -hmm. If I am a professional athlete that wants to be a starter and I'm not currently starting, yes, I'm not currently starting. That's my reality. Do I want this to be my reality? No, but is this my reality? Yes. What do I want? I want to be starting. And now my response to this reality is what do I need to do about it, right? Now I, now I move into problem solving. All right. I need to talk to the coach. I need to find out what's, what I'm doing wrong. Oh, I'm injured. I need, I need to get healthy. I need to rehab. Um, uh, coaches tell me that I'm not fit enough. All right. Yes. He's saying I'm not fit enough and I need to change my diet. I need to work with a personal trainer. Right. And so all of improvisation is based off of yes. And right. Yes. This is what's happening. And how do I respond to it? So when I'm working with someone, it's basically like, okay, what is the situation? Yes. This is the situation. All right. Okay. And I can empathize, right? Everyone's, everyone's emotions and feelings are valid. So I'm not going to try to invalidate someone's feelings. Yeah. Mm. Everything that you're feeling, that sucks. Yeah. Frustrated. I get it. Discouraged. I get it. You're mad. I get it. Yeah. All of it. Totally. I totally understand. Okay. Are we ready to move on to problem solving? Awesome. All right. Now we're moving into that and space. And so it's, it's, it's a very pragmatic and practical approach to problem solving. So most of us just went through a, went through a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't enjoy that. I personally no. didn't enjoy it. 
my, ent- my entire livelihood as a speaker who travels and speaks to organizations overnight, done. Do I like that? No. Do I have to accept it? Yes. And the quicker you accept it, now I can go to, hey, there's this thing called Zoom where I can do online stuff. All right, let's let's look into that. And there's a college in Florida that I've been doing some teaching at. They need an online professor. Hey, I can do that. And so, so you know, one of one of my narcissistic quotes, because I say it, is you cannot progress until you say yes, right, Ryan? Mm. You cannot progress until you say yes. So progress is on the other side of yes, because yes is acceptance. I can't actually problem solve something that I don't accept. So when I say yes. Rumi, for those of you who know Rumi, the, the poet, Rumi has a great quote, which is say yes quickly, <laughs> right? So the quicker you say yes, the quicker you're in acceptance. Now you can move into the and, which is, and what can I do about it? And again, we're not talking about controlling the outcome. We're talking about controlling our response. I cannot control 100% of what happens to me. And I control 100% of how I respond to it. Okay. So it's being... Re- it's been really clear on what I can control, which isn't much, but it's my response. It's my attitude. It's my effort. It's how I respond. And if I put all my energy and time into always focusing on my response, I'm always going to put myself in the best possible position to be successful moment after moment. Wow. So so the uh, my wheels are just totally spinning here. So as we look at it and how, when you're working with people, whether it's athletes, business professionals, whatever it is, some of the kids at IMG, you know, it, it, something leads me and I'm kind of going through uh, my career and some situations I've been in. One is getting some that you're working with to accept that reality. I think that, that you know, kind of that victim mindset has cre- crept into our culture, um, yeah. starting at a young age with participation trophies, whatever else is out there. Um, but getting people to just accept, no, you're not on the starting 11. No, you're not getting into this school. No, you're not making that team or whatever it is. I think the acceptance of that reality versus sitting in, in the denial stage and kind of that victim stage, what are a couple things, how long, I should ask it this way, maybe, how long do you allow or recommend people to sit in that and just find that acceptance. I understand find yes quickly. I think some, it may be easier than others. Um, and I'm certainly going to start finding a lot faster from after this conversation, but how, how quickly do you try to get them through that part of the journey? Well, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a great thing about a great thing about a great thing about coaching is that, is that my, I, I don't, right. You know, it's so, I mean, but I think, I think empathy is so important because most of the time when people are stuck, is they're actually they're actually just waiting for someone to to empathize with them, to validate with them, and to mm-hmm. hear them, and to be like, so yeah, yeah, that, that you know, is basically saying, yeah, man, it sounds like you got screwed over, right? Or yeah, man, I I can't believe, I mean, what an unfortunate inj- injury, man. I'm so sorry. Um, or to say, yeah, that doesn't sound right. It sounds like you're being treated unfairly. And I think most of the time, people just want that, right? They want that. They want that. They want that validation that, oh, right. So you do hear me. You do get me. You do understand. Yeah, I understand. But if, if, um, if they want to stay there, right. I can't, I can't force them out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. I can say, Hey, Hey, so, so, so how can I, so some, sometimes Ryan in a, in a conversation, I'll, I'll ask the person, Hey, just, just so we're clear. Do you just want me to listen so that you can vent? Um, or do you want me to listen and help you try to problem solve? Wow. Right. Because yep. if they're like my kids, right. They're like, dad, 
dad, can you just let me, right? Oh, okay. I, I misread the situation. All oh, right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm just going to let you vent. Right. And I'm just going to remind you that I love you. Right. I'm going to remind you, like, I totally get it. You know, if we, you know, jokingly, you know, depending on the situation, I wouldn't pull this out all the time, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell my, you know, my kids, I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sucks. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, you're entitled to a pity lap, right? You want to take a pity lap, right? And like your pity lap can be five minutes. It can be the day. It can be the weekend, right? You're going to decide how long that pity lap is, right? And like, cause you're, everything you're feeling is totally valid. And that's the thing. Like everything you're feeling is totally valid. When you're ready to move on and take this head on, which is the yes. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready to problem solve with you. Right. Wow. Do you want to do that? Right. Do you want to do that right now? No. All right. All right. I love you. I love you. Yeah. And, and as, as coworkers and leaders, we can do the same thing, right? We can do the same thing. Like, Hey, this is not in my control. This is our, our new Q3 sales goals. Yep. Right. Yeah. They seem, they seem pretty aggressive. I'm going to agree with you. They seem pretty aggressive. And I'm not right. Not sure we can do this, but this is this this is what's been dropped in our lap. All right, uh, you know how are we doing? How are we doing? Are we ready? Are we ready to strategize and start problem solving this, or do you still need some space to complain about it? <laughs> <laughs> My job as your leader, as your manager, whatever, is like, hey, right? This is what it is. So I, I'm ready to tackle it. Right? I yeah. all of your feelings are absolutely valid, but at the end of the day, this is what it is. And so we need to problem solve. Yeah. Um, you can have both. You can validate someone's feelings and you can, you can move, you can mentally move into um, let's figure this out. Let's problem solve it and figure it out. That sounds so much better than, yeah, that is what it is. Get over it. Now let's move on. Right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. just so yeah. much better because of the empathetic approach and, and the validation, like you said, now, when people start to make that shift, whether it's themselves going on a journey with you or, or whoever else they're working with, um, what, where does that end? Where, where, you know, because it's so profound, right? I mean, and some of the, mo the, the most influential and impactful things in life are so simple. Live, yes, and. I mean, it's three very simple words tied nicely <laughs> together. Um, how, how profound is that and? Um, and that movement that you see in someone's kind of emotional turning of the corner and, and re-entering that flow state as you will, or whatever it might be. Um, and when it goes from there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's really profound and yet at the same time, it's super, super simple. Right. And, and you know, a good friend of mine, who's, you know, Justin Sue, who's a mental coach for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's like, Travis, this is simple. It's not easy, <laughs> simple and not easy. Um, and it's definitely not rocket science or I wouldn't be sharing it. And, uh, and, and, it's profound, but it's not new. And so like anyone who's listening to this right now, I, I would just say, take a moment to think through a really, really difficult situation that you went through that was really, and you had to work through it and you had to demonstrate through that adversity and you got through it and you actually got on the other side of it and you were successful, right? So how did you do that? Did you have to accept that this was happening? Absolutely. And once you did, how did you work through it? Well, I made this adjustment. I, I got flexible. I, I worked extra hard at this. I adapted, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Everyone who's listening to this has done it and continues to do it. 
So yes and is just really about giving some language behind it, right? I also work with, I'm a, I'm a room tilter speaker coach for Limitless Minds that was started by Russell Wilson and Trevor Moad, right? We talk about neutral thinking, right? Neutral thinking is kind of in lockstep with yes and. And neutral thinking is simply looking at whatever is happening with as little judgment and emotion as possible. Mm. And then choosing your next right step, which is the and, right? The yes is, this is happening. I have a judgment. I have emotion about it. That's fair. That's human. But if I can look at it objectively with as little emotion and, and, and judgment as possible, because it is what it is, now I'm going to choose my next right step or my and response based on, and you can say, well, Travis, what do you make that your and response based on? It's based on my values, my vision, and my purpose, who I am, right? Wow. So yeah. if, I, if I were at my best, how would I respond to this situation? Oh, the example I like to use all the time, right? So my purpose is to inspire myself and others to live their authentic brilliance, right? To inspire myself and others to live their authentic brilliance for everybody, right? So by cashier in the grocery store, I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to be upbeat. Boom. I see you. I value you. Great. Yeah. Um, my kids, I'm trying to raise my kids, my marriage. I'm trying to show up for my marriage, national team, all the work that I do. I want to inspire myself and others to live their authentic brilliance. Boom. That's how I need to show up. So how do I do that? I need to show up and be that person. So I'm driving down the highway, a guy cuts me off. I almost wreck, but I don't. I'm furious. What do I do, right? Do I speed up and flip him off? Do I speed up and try to cut him off? What do I do, right? So the yes is I almost died. Yeah, because this jackass cut me off, right? That's, yes, this is what happened. And how am I going to respond to it? If I go out, if I respond in that way of being from anger, from fear, from frustration, is that aligned to inspiring myself and others to live their authentic brilliance? Well, no. So pump the brakes, literally, right? Pump the brakes, <laughs> Travis. On So then the question becomes, how would you respond if you were on purpose? How would I respond to the situation if I were on purpose? I take a breath, let the frustration and anger subside. I'd probably give that person a, a little prayerful blessing and say, I pray for that person not to kill themselves or kill someone else, right? I have no idea what's going on in their life right now. Perspective. They might have just gotten news that a family member's in the hospital. and right? Who knows? But I'm going to create space from the object, which is getting cut off and my emotion and thought about the situation. I'm going to allow myself to Victor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, has a great quote about <clears throat> uh, betwe between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is where you have the, your power to choose. Mm -hmm. So the stimulus is I got cut off. If I don't create space, I have road rage. If I create space, even for a few seconds or even for a minute, to get conscious in this space where I now get to realign myself with my, my mission, my vision, my purpose, my values, where I get to do what? Choose 
how I'm going to respond to the situation. And again, I control my response. I don't control the outcome. So I can only, I can only, I can only control how I respond. So I might be someone who does everything the right way and the outcome still doesn't work out. That's a, that, wow. that's a real possibility, right? That's yeah. the world of sports. We did everything well and we still lost. Great. You did the best you could, right? We did everything the right way and we got unlucky. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's life, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not just with sports. I mean, that's life in general. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. no question. you could do everything right. Uh, I'm an avid golfer and trust me, that happens on the golf course for me, at least 18 holes in a row. I think I did everything right. And, you know, I didn't, uh, I don't birdie or eagle every single hole. So that's such great stuff. And, you know, I love how um, you tie it into real world scenarios. So, you know, it, we all get cut off and we all have that moment to react. And uh, certainly I have been in this reaction state where I don't allow any yeah. time to set in and go yeah. from there. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I think that I, I get really fascinated with, with, with concepts and ideas, and I don't want to minimize what you have, but I look for, you know, are they far reaching? Can they apply to really everyday life, whether you're an athlete, a business professional, whatever it is, and are they long standing? right? We've, you, you've been around enough corporations. Now you see kind of the latest and greatest fad come and then another latest and greatest fad and then another one. And, and certainly the live yes. And I think in the philosophy and certainly with thorough explanation and, and how you get into it in your book is, is definitely, it'll stand the test of time um, because I think it's adaptable, digestible, and people can apply it in their everyday life. So thank you for putting it together so eloquently. <laughs> <laughs>